Vamos, boys. Hello, and welcome back to the Middle Diamond podcast. Uh, I'm delighted that to be joined by my three three brothers. Um, I'm here with Koozie. Koozie, how you doing, mate? Fellas, what's going on? How's it going? Uh, Josh, Josh, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm all right, boys. How are we? I think, I think we're all doing good. And last but not least, Papa, how you doing, brother? I'm going great. I've been peaking for this. <laughs> Episode two, boys. Episode two, we're back again. Um, firstly, thank you to everyone for your support during the week. Um, since our last episode, we've had around um, 400 plays on SoundCloud. So um, I'm sure we're all pleasantly surprised with that number. Um, yeah, for those of you that are listening on SoundCloud, we are available on YouTube as well. We put the um, the video of our debates and um, everything's available on YouTube. That's at the Middle Diamond Podcast. And we are available um, on Instagram as well. That's at the Middle Diamond Podcast as well. Um, yeah, we've uh, got some good content on there. We've got uh, young Josh, who's in, who's come up with Tuesday Night Trivia, so you can uh, get the chance of a shout-out there. Um, and we also just put up just some other um, some other debate topics and um, other things that we can bring up in our weekly episode. So, um, fellas, I'll go into the, the top stories currently in football. Obviously, there aren't a lot of matches, but there's no shortage of headlines. Um, I'll start with some breaking news out of... Um, League League One in France. So I believe it was uh, yesterday or the day before they officially cancelled their league for the rest of the season. There will be no sport there until September. Um, and just before they've declared that PSG um, will be crowned champions for the season. Uh, Toulouse and Amiens will be relegated. Marseille and Rennes um, will receive Champions League qualification. And then Lille, Rems and Nice will receive Europa League qualification. So um, I'll just go with your reaction to that one, Josh. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, I found that really interesting because I thought they're going to go maybe down the same path as Netherlands, just voiding the season. So it keeps the Premier League into mind because, like, a few countries are doing a few different things. So obviously, we'll see how the Premier League goes. But obviously, that's the main question that everyone's thinking about: what's going to happen over the next few weeks if the situation stays as it is or gets worse. But yeah, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, it really depends on how the, the countries run and everything, though, and the people making the decisions because they, um, I think the Premier League, I don't know if it will, it will look at what other countries have done, but ultimately the English are a bit different with how they handle certain things, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I think you've got yeah. to, above yeah, all, you've got to look at what's going on in your own backyard before you can copy what other countries are doing. Yeah. Because there's so many mm-hmm. different factors that go into it. Um, Popper, you got anything to add to that? Just like you were saying, so many different factors, yeah? Like in England, who knows what's the coronavirus cases? And it's completely different to France and Holland. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and there is no the, right answer what you can do. Yeah, that's exactly right. There are there are um, several ways of going about it. Um, it's just yeah, good I think to see the different possibilities. It's good to see the different possibilities that um, like countries are doing because yeah. obviously... There are a few different possibilities are being talked about. It, it, um, so, so, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how the fans and everything like that has reacted to it. Because I wonder like, yeah. the teams that have gotten what? relegated or missed out on Champions League. It yeah, affects the true. club like financially big time. Exactly, well. yeah. That's, and that's, that's the hardest thing about this. You've got to factor in so many different things. So um, mm. I'm sure we will all wait just, easily to see what happens in the Premier League. Just quickly back with that. I don't mean to like bring it back to Arsenal straight away, but obviously we've got <laughs> youngster Will Saliba on loan. What happens? Well, what happens with that? So if Premier League restarts, just say like June the sixth or June the seventh around that, does he come back to Arsenal, or do we have oh, to wait till? I feel like, I feel like they, they they will make sure that this Premier League season is over because that would yeah be before yeah, yeah before contract. anything else happens. I think there's a lot of. Um, you know what I'm saying though, because if the yeah, Premier League yeah. restarts, can Saliba play for us if we put him on loan? Does that still okay. work? I guess it's got to go down to when the loan deal expires. Um, and, and how about the was... players contracting ending in like June, July? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, the, that's, that's the hardest thing about this. Because um, I, I think, know from a, from a Liverpool think... perspective, go on, Josh. Go on, Josh. I was gonna say, should, like, should you wait for maybe implement something where like six months are added to every player's contract, just so clubs who are maybe looking yeah, at but, extending don't get caught up in this situation with like, oh, I think, I'm going to lose yeah, But that's financially, you know that's I mean? financially very and large. That's, that, that comes under FIFA as well. That's not, because yeah. FIFA, that, yeah, UEFA, 
that's the thing because I'm reading a lot of things about UEFA are saying you got to do this. UEFA saying you got to do that. UEFA have no jurisdiction over any leagues. They've got jurisdiction over the Europa League and the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So the only thing they can do is um, I read the other day they've said you've got until May 25th um, to give us your plan going forward. How you're going to complete the league or if you're going to suspend the league or um, or cancel it. So um, things like that they need to be made aware of because there is Champions League still have to play on Europa League. Um, but as far as contract stuff and all that, that's that's down to FIFA. The UEFA don't have any jurisdiction over that, as far as I as far as I believe. Yeah, it's interesting to see what's going to happen, especially if like with the transfer window as well. Yeah, so that's exactly right. On, yeah, definitely. I think um, if you... oh. yeah, go for it. Go for it. Kuz. I was just going to say what Josh is saying about extending players' contracts and like if FIFA get involved. Then they'd have to. It'd just be so such a financial mess, I reckon, because clubs would would have been already planning on who they're going to offload in the in the transfer window. And yeah, it, cha- it changes. It changes everything. It changes. And, yeah. and how much match their revenue all clubs are losing as well. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, moving on from there, um, Newcastle United um, reports are suggesting they're on the verge of being taken over by the the Prince of Saudi Arabia. Um, apparently. His net worth is ten times that of the Manchester City owner. Um, yeah, so it's it's believed that it's in the hands of the Premier League now. They've got uh, they've got the call at the moment. They've got to sign off with it. Um, just I suppose going forward, if they are if this does go through and you know they do you know end up with this bottomless pit of cap, pit of cash um, supporting them, what does that mean for the rest of the Premier League? What does that mean for the Big Six? Popper, what's your what's your take on that? Well, I reckon. They will be fighting for Champions League spots if they purchase the correct players. That's what I reckon. Pop, uh, Dama, sorry, you got anything to add to that? Well, well, Villa spent what a hundred on mil this year just to stay up. So, like at the end of the day, clubs spend no matter what. Yeah. So obviously they got more money to spend, but like Popper said, they got to get the right players. Got to get the right players. Yeah. Like I'm full bash of Steve Bruce. Really, he's overachieved in Newcastle big time this year. A lot of people. Yeah, most did, most would say he's you know, most would say he's done very well with what he's had to work yeah, with. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if they get a new owner, they're probably going to strive to get someone in higher stature than him. Like, don't get me wrong, Steve Bruce, unbelievable manager, but can he take it so hard to top six? Not too sure. If they get Pochettino rumors, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the kind of rumors are saying. Coos, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I just feel like I don't know about it. As from like a, if you're looking at it from a Newcastle fan's perspective, although it'd be exciting to see your club get taken over and have the opportunities to buy plenty of players and buy a new manager or whatever like that with your money, it sort of takes away that bit of um, like because we've all watched Sunderland until I die. You see how it is there, and you yeah. see how important football is, and how the fans are all involved in the club and everything. But I feel like with these new, with the new managers, uh, with the new um, owners, it'll sort of take away some of that, like, family from Newcastle. Yeah, yeah but you think about it. Yeah, go down. Uh, like, they haven't won a trophy for how long? At the end of the so day, they haven't won a trophy since 1955. Yeah, far out, far out. Yeah. And they're a big, Newcastle are a big club. Like, yeah. Look at um, St. James Parks, one of the best stadiums in England. They're a sleeping oh. giant. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you look at how many times they've been relegated under Mike Ashley. Just yeah. keep yeah. going up and down, up and down. Like Newcastle fans, in my opinion, they wouldn't care less. They all want Ashley out. I mean, they're played to him. They spent in the summer. And I think personally, they brought in a couple of good players. They signed that Almiron in the January before the summer, which I think is a really good player. Like, it just brings a different dimension to Newcastle, but yeah, I don't think fans will be complaining. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say, Kuzi, I, I can see your point, but with with the shit that they've had to deal with, and you know, at the end of the day, they they've protested against Ashley for a long time. Yeah. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, there were rumours going out about a takeover um, in the off season last season. Yeah, so yeah, I remember. I think I think yeah, they exactly. just they'll do they'll just be happy to see the end of his reign, um, and they'll see. They'll just be happy to see the new people come in. But I think um, more, almost more important than buying the right players um, is having the right people um, hired in, you know, sporting director positions, having the right scouts, having the right people yeah, exactly. 
all the way up because then that can filter down. Because if you look at when Manchester City have done it, they've hired all the right people. And if you look at it, they've got one, they've, they're building a, a very promising academy and they've developed players like Foden and Sancho out of it. So I think if they can get the right people above, that'll filter down. And, you know, because the stadium does need redeveloping. It, it, is a, it is a great venue, but it does need redeveloping. And yeah, their, okay. training, their training ground is, um, is very below average. And they already have so, a good yeah. fan base as well. It's yeah, not like exactly. Man City yeah. who have no fans. They actually have people who actually love the club. Yeah, football is everything in, yeah. in the north in the northwest. So, um, Pine yeah, I th- I think they'll just be happy to um, happy to see the end of Ashley and happy to see the beginning. Of, and I was, um, was going to say this is, this is probably the perfect time for like a new owner, especially in a club like that with the transfer market going to go down a fair yeah, bit. That's exactly right. You know that's I mean? exactly right. Yeah. So I think. Newcastle fans will like get excited, in my personal opinion. I mean, rightfully so. They, they any have any right to be. Any team would. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Anyway, let's move on. Moving on. Um, so we've come to the, the main debate for today. We're all going to be looking at some uh, controversial topics um, that, we've, that we've collected during the week. Um, we're each going to go through one by one. We're going to have a bit of time um, to give our perspective on it, and then um, the rest of the boys will react to it. Um, and then at the end, we'll go through some of the comments on one of our posts earlier in the week um, on our Instagram page to, uh, to debate those as well. So I believe Popper is starting off. Take it away. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so right. the, the floor is yours. I'm pretty sure every single football fan has compared these two players. Ronaldo versus Messi. Personally, I believe Ronaldo is better than Messi. Without a doubt, I have the utmost respect for Messi and adore, him, adore watching him, right? But in 2007-08 season, Ronaldo scored 42 goals as a winger for Man U while receiving the Ballon d'Or that year as well. He changed the role of the wide player and the expectations and of attacking attackers that are not out-and-out strikers at the age of 23 as well. Messi won the next four Ballon d'Ors, but had an underlying factor in his dominance is that he was playing with arguably the best club ever. That, Bar- that Barca side consisted of Xavi and Iniesta, probably the best Spanish midfielders ever. And David- good. Yeah, wait, just wait. David <laughs> Villa, Spain's record goal scorer. Busquets, the best holding mil- uh, midfielder at the time. Dani Alves, arguably the best right back ever, along with other world-class players. While, they, um, while Spain won the World, the world Cup in 2010. And majority of that team was from Barca. Well, we can only compare. We can only compare him while they're in La Liga. From that time, Ronaldo scored on an average a goal 0.03 per game, while Messi scored just under a goal a game. But you can only and, and Ronaldo also comes up on top in the Champions League, which is the pinnacle of club competition in world football. Ronaldo holds a record for the most most goals, 126. And a staggering 42 goals came from the quarterfinals onwards, compared to Messi's 16. Just although although Messi has won everything at club level, he has never never played outside of La Liga. Whereas Ronaldo in 2019 became the first player in history to win the league title in England, Spain, and Italy. And also on the international level, Messi's never lifted a title with Argentina, while Ronaldo led. Portugal, who weren't the greatest side in 2016 to win the European Championship, and also the UEFA Nations League. Josh's Josh's blood is boiling right now. Oh, no, Papa, that would make a good English essay, I reckon. <laughs> you know what? I've done my research. You should have done your research, right. done your research project on this. Papa, Papa, have you finished? Have you finished your your monologue? Yeah, I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Josh, Josh, I'll let you. I'll let you react to that first. Look, yeah, Papa, I agree with those stats. Like at the end of the day, Ronaldo. For me, the one thing that compares those two is the international level. And although personally, I think Portugal did get lucky in that Euro twenty sixteen. They won. They won the thing overall, and that's all that matters at the end. And yeah, Argentina. They've been close a few times. Copa Americas. Well, they made the final in what twenty fourteen. Yeah. 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 But yeah, like. Success-wise, what they've both won four Champions Leagues. What Messi's won one more Ballon d'Or than Ronaldo, if I'm wrong. Yeah. In, 
yeah. individual wise, like I can't split them. Me personally, I hate Ronaldo a bit more than Messi, obviously, because he plays for United. But yeah, it, it's a it's a tough one, man. There's no there's no wrong answer. Yeah, <laughs> there's no there's no wrong answer. Yeah, yeah. Kuz, I'll, I'll let Kuz, I'll let you go from there. I agree with Josh as well in saying that they're both like incredible talents, and you can't really split them ta- like talent wise. But like, I, I don't have all those stats and everything up about Messi and what he's done. But I feel like. In my opinion, Messi is just the goat for me. Even though I respect Ronaldo and everything he's done and worked for, but when you talk about how Ronaldo changed the game for a winger at 23 years old, you realise Messi was already scoring shit ton of goals and crazy goals for Barca at like 17 years old, and it's like that's I feel like that's a bit more crazy for me. Can I just add something though, like? Well, Ronaldo started in Portugal. I'm not sure like who exactly he was playing with, but you look at who Messi got brought up with, like like yeah, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. Yeah. yeah, like you're just destined to be a world class player, and he's obviously done that. Whereas Ronaldo's probably worked his way up the ranks, and you can see like now, what's he 32, 33? He's still like one of the best athletes in the world, and it's ridiculous. Like you just see how built he is and how fit he is. Like, I was reading, like, last year in pre-season, he had, like, the fitness, like, a 21-year-old. You just think to yourself, yeah. wow. Yeah, that was going you got to appreciate that sometimes, I think. Um, I think with – I can see your points, Popper, um, but I think if, if it's me, I, I think Ronaldo, especially to the later stages of his career, he's, he's heavily relied on service. And if you look at who's been delivering really? the balls, if you mm. look at who's been, who's been supplying him – I don't think it's fair to say that Messi's been playing in the best team ever when Ronaldo's had the luxury of playing under Mourinho in, and he's won all these Champions Leagues with you know the best midfield. He had Cruz, Modric and Casemiro for three Champions Leagues. He had um, Di Maria, Xabi Alonso for his first one with Real Madrid, played under the greatest manager of all time. I don't think that part of it is entirely valid. But it, for me, it, if it's... If I'm looking at a player who's going to make, if they're on the ball, who's going to make me shit myself more? I think Messi scares me more because I, I've never seen anyone do what he's been able to do with the football. I, I just, I don't think we'll ever see anyone like that again. Jack, just going on, go on your point quickly about who he's played with. Like, I think that makes his Portugal win more like special than what it already was due to the fact that, like, you look at Portugal's team on paper, it's not really the strongest. And I guess he didn't play that final, but still, you look at the way they got there. Well, they came third in their group. I'm not sure exactly how many goals he scored, but I do remember there was a couple of games. Yeah, he scored. He scored three. He scored three. That's that Argentina team. They've got like Aguero, Di Maria. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but yeah, they're, 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 they're top heavy. They're top heavy. Yeah, but still, if it's, if it's they just never, they never, left if, for a time, no one they else just tore up at for Argentina at international tournaments. It was there was a few players, but no one really was able to reach, like, their standards that they have for club at the yeah, international level. I agree. It just didn't um, work. It just didn't work. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think if they've got they've got too many number 10s, too many strikers, and then they've got no they've got no proper defensive midfielders, no no quality defenders. Whereas I think... And Ronaldo's another had... thing with Argentina, quickly, it's like, whatever the manager... I don't know who the manager at the moment is, but whatever he does, he's going to get criticised because he's leaving stars on the bench. Like one yeah, exactly. of the on the bench for like two group stage matches and he's covered criticism left, right, and center. Yeah. Like they got too much to choose from, man. Obviously, it doesn't work. Mm. Look at France, for example. They got a lot of strikes to choose from, but their strikes know is that Griezmann and Druid works well and it's bought yeah. the whole car pretty much. You know yeah, but with I mean? Argentina, whoever you're going to play, you're always going to get criticized for always leaving one on the bench. That's the truth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're going to give me an off topic here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, we have to go. Sorry, sorry, Pop. Sorry, Pop. I'll just cut you off quickly. We have forgotten a vital part of the Middle Diamond podcast. We've forgotten our weekly trivia. So, um, my my deepest apologies for that, Kuzi. Um, it is your week, so um, yep. we'll let you take it away. Sorry, and um, yeah, then we can we can get back on with the debate. Yep, all good. All right. So, I decided to come up with um, a bit of a trivia question for you boys. So, we all remember this is pretty recent in our minds, but I've still think that you guys might find it a bit challenging, okay? It's from the 18-19 season, okay? Yep. It's the last mm-hmm. season. Can you name the full Premier League team of the season, okay? And whoever gets the most plays correct 
Okay. Is it just starting it's, 11 or is it bench? They start, they start the starting 11, okay, the, the Premier League, well, uh, ex-side. All right. If whoever can name the, the most players uh, wins the trivia for the episode. That's a tough one, Keith. Yep. But, uh, yeah, give it your best shots. All right. Um, who's next on yep. the debate? The PFA, just, the PFA team of the year? Is yeah, the PFA, the PFA team of the year. Just going back onto Popper's debate, just before we finish off there, I think we could debate that for for the next six hours. But, um, yeah, I think that's an impossible debate. Everyone's going to have their own opinion on it. So, yeah, exactly um, right. I think I don't think there's uh, there's probably there's probably not really a right or wrong answer. So, yep, um, they're two different players as well. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Um, Dama, you're next up for your controversial topic. Um, take it take it away, brother. Yeah, this one is um very controversial. I'm gonna try to stick away, stay away from politics as much as I can. But the Qatar World, the Qatar World Cup. Like mm. when when I first found out that Qatar hosting the 2022 World Cup, you just think of the stupidity behind why they're doing that. Like the limited football history, the high costs, and obviously the climate. And that's probably the the main factor when you think about it now. Like the fact that it's going to happen in European winter months, and it's going to impact seasons domestically especially now when there's already huge impacts at the moment but obviously there was a lot of corruption involved allegations of bribery between the qatar big committee and fifa members many members including old mate sablada stated that this decision was a mistake to um point qatar the 2020 world cup and i just found out a few days ago that um qatar television channel al jazeera which i think is being sports or something secretly yeah. offered mil to FIFA for broadcasting rights 21 days before it was announced. An additional 480 mil was offered by the state of Qatar. And then obviously last year, the um, huge news of Mikko uh, Platini getting arrested. But yeah, if you like, I don't really want to speak about corruption. So, yeah, I FIFA. think. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me finish. Man. I don't really want to speak about corruption within FIFA. I just want to say quickly there is a good documentary called Planet FIFA, which I've Planet FIFA, yes. It is a, I think it's an unbelievable documentary. I've watched, which gives I've watched you half of it, Josh. Yeah, it gives you the insights of um, what's happening, what's happened throughout FIFA history. But this is where it gets um, controversial. I generally think that this World Cup can be very positive, and I think it could be like one of the most unique World Cups on the basis of that. I don't think we'll see another World Cup like this. Like you look at all these World Cups, you don't get hyped twelve years before it happens like this one. Yeah, um, and also, I... yeah, go on, Josh. Wait, let me, um, we've got two more points. It's like the stadiums that they're planning are supposed to be out of this world. Like air-conditioned stadiums, we've never heard of it before. Um, and the one thing for me, which I think is crucial for the game in Australia, this World Cup, them hosting the World Cup, can encourage development of Middle Eastern football, which obviously, like I said, will benefit Australia. Like Asian Cups, yeah, the Asian Confederation, yeah. Like Qatar won the World Cup, uh, won the Asian Cup last year. Uh, UAE have been competitive for a while. They knocked out Japan in Australia, and obviously the one that uh, sticks out in my head is like the likes of Syria. We almost got knocked out the World Cup qualifiers to Syria a couple of years ago. And that's why, obviously, we moved to the Asian Confederations. Because we the want the likes of Syria. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? The likes of Syria. No disrespect to Syria, but far out. The fact that we struggled like we did and they hit the post-119th minute, yeah. And we almost got knocked out of a World Cup. Uh, Josh, I feel like you've got, you may have gone a little bit off topic with that last point. Yeah. But if I, I did, I did. Yeah, but no, look, no. that's why I think it's going to be positive. Because, right. like, the impact it can have, at least, Kuz, anyway. Because I've got a point on my head. Can I just quickly go before, yeah, yeah, uh, before it goes? Yeah. I think with, with your point of, like, they've got the limited football history, I don't think that's a fair way of measuring it because you can't expect it to be in Germany, Italy, or Brazil every year because they've won no, the most, course, most World Cups. I agree Cup. with that. Agree if, you with look that. At, if you look at the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, that was unreal. Um, the 94 yeah, yeah. couples in USA, that opened up a whole new world of football in that country. So um, I don't think that's a fair way of looking at it. And also, when they, with them moving it to a later stage in the season, they had 12 years in advance of notice of that because it got announced in 2010, I believe, or yeah, around exactly. they've had years of notice and they've worked, they have they would have plans in place um, on how they would orientate their seasons around that yeah, stuff exactly. like that. So, but yeah, I, think, with that point, Jack, quickly, with that point, I'm actually excited to see the concept of that because really, it's going to be non-stop football. I don't, I don't oh, think exactly. see those seasons finish in like June, July. Yeah, so I'm not yeah, complaining. That's why, that's why I think this could be a 
potentially a really good World yeah, Cup. Yeah, but you got to think about the players' health. Like, they need a break. Yeah, they'll, they'll, have, that all, they'll have that all in place. Yeah. But, and they, yeah, but, but if you look at it, the they, 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 they only get three, four weeks off. Yeah, exactly. And even still, they're going straight into training. I remember the 2006 Socceroos in one of the documentaries. They, they almost did another preseason. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and I Speak. think as well, it's called the World Cup. So you want it to go all over the world. Yeah, I, I, agree. So I, can if, agree. I, I don't but think now, it's a criticism I'm, that it's going to other countries. Yeah, go on, please. Without, I know Josh said he doesn't want to get too political, but I don't think you can really ignore some of the things that have gone happened in that country to build the stadiums, though, because um, there's been a lot of rights, yeah. Yeah, yeah, human, human rights, rights issues. issues and horrible treatment of workers. Yeah, and like to see that in this um day and age in such a big tournament to go to a country and almost like. Um, advertise everything that's happened there without yeah. knowing what's really gone behind, gone on behind the scenes with the workers is um is a bit makes me it's feel disgusting. pretty weird about it. You know? no it is. About it. It's disgusting. Yeah. <coughs> so many workers have died from the state, like building the yeah. stadium as well. Yeah. It's just no, exactly. That's that's a lot. Pinnacle, I think you can forget about corruption and this that the other, but the fact that the mm. human rights system there is probably not where it should be at. Yeah, why, why yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother debate. But at the end of the day, it's impacting, and then that's what we're here to talk about. But yeah, one last thing I want to say is that in Russia, there's a lot of problems with like fans traveling, like getting to one location to the other, and I'm pretty sure there's like they're thinking of like putting monorails or something that just takes you directly to. Other stadiums, which means fans, if people travel, which I don't think many will, obviously due to like safety precautions and especially now that everything's going on. I don't know if people, nah, people will go, man. Yeah, people, people will go. Yeah, no, it's the world not as many as like, I, I still think people will go. It's crossed yeah. my mind. It'll be massive for the country. It'll be massive for the country. Have you seen? But if you look at Brazil as well, fair enough, it's like the the birthplace of football, but that's no progressive country. That's a very dodgy country. Yeah, yeah no, it's true. And they got a lot of and they got a lot of backlash for. Having both Olympics and the World Cup, I yeah, just want to say quickly, Qatar. Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah. it was a, it was a bigger World Cup as well. Of course, it was. Qatar, yeah. You look at some of the names that have come across there the last few years as well, like your likes of um, what's his name, Benacia's there, Menzukic is there now at the moment. Shabby, Shabby's coaching there now, and he played a couple of seasons he played there. there. He played there as well, yeah. And that that Barami, that you know that that Algerian winger, yeah, he's there Barami, as well. Yeah, so yeah. They're attracting a few names, which is making. Progress a bit more, which I think is good. It's what you need. I think it'd be and a bit like a World Cup in China. In what case? In terms of players are going there into that market and expanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And China have yeah. spent billions on building facilities to improve player development. They've they've said um, their federation has said we want to win the World Cup. Well, that's that's our ultimate goal. So if if you know Qatar is prepared to be as progressive in that, and obviously they've got you know endless amounts of cash to to facilitate all of this, exactly. I, I don't see why it shouldn't be successful. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think they could cause a few offsets as well. Like, there's Xavi tipped them to win the Asian Cup, but there's no way in the world I saw them winning that cup. No way in the world. I'm not going to lie, I thought, it was bit, I thought it was a bit fixed, but... Yeah, you can, you can argue <laughs> that. <there's all> another, <laughs> it's a bit dodgy. Yeah. I just want to touch base quickly on um, the fact that, like, Middle Eastern football can improve. I think that's crucial, but especially for a country like Australia. I think that's what we need. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah. if, yeah. if it's in the confederation, yeah, we're going to get exposed to it. Mm. This is a whole other debate. But I like yeah, the yeah. country oh, no, progress, no, no. progress, progress as much as we should right. have. Dama, stop bringing up new debates. Anything else on that one, fellas? Well, I... No, nah, you know what? My Wait, just quickly, what? Do we think... Are we... Yeah, go, because... So, no, are we excited for this World Cup? That's what... Uh, it's a World Cup, so you've got to be World Cup, man. I think just there's so much yeah, 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 true. going on with it that it sort of just takes away a bit of the, the like the the spark around the World Cup because of what's got, happened. Yeah, and it's because it's so controversial. But you guys might have different opinions, but that's my opinion. I can see it, but I think I think people honestly, I think people forget about it because I remember in Brazil they hadn't even finished stadiums and they were finishing stadiums right up until the last minute. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think anyone really cared. I think people, obviously, I don't mean I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Like you know, don't care about what's going on there because it, if everything they're saying is true, which you know many assume it is, it, it's obviously very wrong. But I think people 
you know, it's a four it's a four yearly event. It doesn't happen every year. You know, the buzz and the hype around it is enormous. So, you know, I can just I I, I can't see how it'll be like tainted in a way that people won't get up for it and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I mean. I mean, Travis. Totally agree. If you had the opportunity, would you would you go to would you go to that World Cup? If you had the oh, opportunity, yes, I, I probably would. Yeah, okay. Arkham, Arkham I would too. A, I would too. A Garmin podcast trip to it. To be honest, <laughs> oh, it's on. It's on. It's on. I'm, I'm happy. All for right. that. I'm happy. All right. moving on. Cozy. All right. So, my debate is: Was Luis Suarez' 13-14 season the best individual Premier League performance from a player? That we've ever seen. Okay, now let me just let me just read some of the some of the stats of I've, I've uh, gone into here. Okay, oh yes, hey, let's go. So he missed he missed. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, I'm not as bad as yours. I, I, do a, I do it short, sharp, and sweet. Okay, that's how I like it. Okay, like like in the bed, like in the bed, mate. <laughs> okay, All come right. on, football so, podcast. That's football. All right. Sorry, he missed hey, the first five games, okay? <laughs> Let's not... Okay, he missed the first five games, but he managed to play, make 33 appearances that season, okay? He scored 31 goals, got 17 assists, okay? That's 96 minutes per goal, all right? Plus, he wasn't the designated penalty taker, so none of those goals were penalties like we'd seen, okay, in other seasons. And he had 181 shots, all right, in the Prem that season, 32 more than any other player, okay? So, that's that's what I've got here, all right? And I just feel like, and what he led Liverpool to do and how high he got them and so close to winning their first Premier League in so long was unbelievable. And he will always be a Liverpool legend because of what he did that season and how unbelievable he was. I don't, need, I, don't need, I don't need to add anything to that. I agree with everything. I reckon... <laughs> When go, Suarez go came to Liverpool, that was like a complete change in how, like, the whole, pre- like, a player like that in the Premier League, who was just amazing, who just basically grabbed Liverpool, put him on the back, and just carried him the whole season. Like, I remember watching that. It's that, very extreme. Yeah, it's that, very extreme. that season. To an extent, to an extent. To an extent. He bought a different dimension, I reckon, and especially in that season. I think I think the thing with him is it's hard to find players where you can just pass them the ball and they'll do something, or a player that is like individually so good. He like, creates that, a goal from nothing. That was him. That was him. Like he he bullied he bullied defenders. He just bullied yeah. them. And for me personally, I think you know Ronaldo's season in two thousand and eight is fantastic. Salah's a couple of years ago. Um, De Bruyne's a couple of years ago. Um, but. If you look at all of Harry Kane's highest goal scoring season, like Kuzi touched on, it, Suarez scored no penalties, and Kane scores lots of penalties. Like, and Josh, Josh will make that abundant. Josh will make that abundantly clear. To score thirty-one goals, and you know, I think he scored four or five free kicks, three or four free kicks, and to be as, as, just as dominant and he as he was, it's just uh, it, you you struggle to find another season like that. And that wasn't the best Liverpool team you guys ever had. That was probably one of the worst. Oh, you guys were struggling. Say, I wouldn't say worst. Yeah, man. but like you, you guys say, weren't good. He I wouldn't say. Like, I wouldn't say it was the worst, but oh, you, you can see it's. it's I, I don't think that's right. But if you as you saw the season after, as soon as you took him out, every, everything went to shit to, yeah. to an extent. Let me get this right. Let me get this right. This is a this is a this is a season where you should you should have won the league, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you, you were a, we won't even talk about the Chelsea game. You were a draw away from Italy. You, you beat Palace and you probably, you probably won the yeah. game. Anyway, um, that brings me to why Ronaldo's season is probably just as good, if not better. One second, one second. 31 goals and six assists playing as a winger. They won the double. Yeah, but look I'm at the team sure you're surrounded by, Josh. Man. No, no, no I fully understand that. I fully understand that. Rogers or Alex Ferguson. Talking, yeah, but I'm pretty sure he oh, was in the penalty taker as well. Are we talking? Hang on, are we talking no, about Ronaldo, Ronaldo was on penalty? No, Ronaldo was on penalty. Yeah, but that all factors into it. But you're talking that about because he won the Premier League. You're talking no, about. No, I'm, oh, I'm just saying. But his his achievements, his achievements led to success. And at the end of the day, that's what you play for, especially at a big club. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that, and I can see your point. But if you're, I think 
you know, he missed a penalty in the Champions League final. And, you know, he... I agree with that. And yeah. he had Vidic and Ferdinand at the back, you know, and Vidic, Ferdinand, oh, Van der Sar, Evra and Gary Neville. You know, our back four against City when we won 3-2, you know, John, John Franigan, a right-footed left-back, Glenn Johnson, Sako, Skirtle, and then Mignolet in goals. Yeah. And then Sturridge comes off injured. Sturridge comes off injured and Joe Allen comes off. No, he showed how important Suarez's contribution that's exactly, was. That's that exactly season. right. You know, you know the one thing. The one thing I respect about Suarez is the way he bounced back from that whole situation there. We're missing he out five games. Like, a lot of players. Dummy yeah. came off a ten-match ban and scored two goals in his first game. Yeah, so I mean, like a lot of players will take a while to get back into things. Even though, even though, even though, thirty-one goals from a winger, thirty-one goals from a winger. Even though he didn't learn much from the band because... Uh, oh, know, yeah, so. he is. <laughs> but, 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 but Daniel, you know, 31 goals from a winger is pretty good, but what about 32 goals from a winger in summer? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I just want to talk one more season, one more season. Henri. Yeah, well, that's another debate. Henri, 20 assists and 24. No, stop, because we're talking about... We're yeah. talking about it's all right, that's all right. Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, go on. Seasons, yeah? Yeah, go on. He still, he still holds this record and like as a number nine, 20 assists and 20. If he was in some of those situations, he was in 2003, he probably wouldn't pass, he wouldn't pass as many off as he did. But still, to hit 20 yeah, and not win Ballon d'Or is pretty unlucky. With that Suarez season, with his assists, you can show him, you can, it shows you that he wasn't supplying. He was just grabbing the ball and just putting it in the back of the net. Like he didn't what? have the plays around him. Like Suarez didn't have the plays yeah, around right. him. Do you know what I mean? I don't think you're giving that Liverpool team enough credit, Popper. Yeah, Popper, man. Do you know what yeah. season we're talking about? Do you understand the season we're talking about? Because Sturridge was talking fast about? that year as well. He was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, this, the year Gerard slipped. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Gerard yeah, got 14 assists that season. This, I think this is a bit weird, to be honest. I just got a notification on my phone from one football saying just how good was Luis Suarez at Liverpool. <laughs> I, just saw, I just saw that as well. That's they're, a bit they're weird. Listening, they're, listening. they're on to us. They're on to us. I think that one's up for debate. I think if we win the Prem, he gets the Ballon d'Or, to be honest. I don't. Yeah, that's a big shout. That's a big shout. Honestly... Yeah, and if he did, and if he at didn't make the balls of it at the World Cup, that's what ruined that season for him. I reckon ruined that season for him because when yeah, you he, think of Suarez, like honestly, the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of Suarez is either what he did to Evra or apparently did to Evra, and his buying scare uh, situation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I and it overlooks yeah, such a good player he was, and it is it, similar to the to the day to an extent with the headbutt, but yeah. both in world class players. And like, I was just about to say, the only two seasons I can see matching that was on reason and outers. But yeah, no, credit was no, due. I can see why you say Thorish, but still, we... um. No, exactly. I, don't, I, think, I think his is the best. And it, it, it's like, not that close. The amount, of assists, the amount of assists from a, like, from a number nine, that's what it is. It's not oh, like, yeah. Even on... Yeah. Oh, yeah, but we're not talking about on read, No, but I'm just... Well, I'm comparing here, and I'm, I'm not. Yeah, no, <laughs> fair enough. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. Unless you have anything else to say, is is everyone is everyone ready to move on? Yep, let's go. Any more any more words of wisdom? (laughs) (laughs) Any more any more monologues? No. Okay. I'm moving on on to my topic now. This is going to be controversial. I, I, I hope and believe so. I'm saying that the Champions League. Is harder to win than the Premier League. Now, I, if I, if my memory serves me correctly, I've heard Josh say that, you know, and I, I don't disagree with it. But to be the most consistent team over a thirty-eight match period is it, it's it's very very difficult. If I put it to you this way, though, Sir Alex Ferguson is widely regarded as the greatest manager in the history of history of football. He won thirteen league titles and two Champions Leagues. If you look at uh, Arsene Wenger. Widely considered as one of the greatest modern managers of all time, never won a Champions League. Jose Mourinho, he's won he's won league titles everywhere. He's only won two Champions Leagues. Never won a Champions League with that that Real Madrid team that was absolutely stacked, or with his or with either of his Chelsea teams. He won it with Porto and Inter. So I think that you know to to go toe to toe against the the best teams in the continent, you you 
I think that's almost a greater test than, you know, in a league where you're versing and because if, if it's European teams, everyone's coming from a different league. So the likes of Real Madrid winning 13 Champions Leagues, that's going to be more more of a test going against Europe best than versing Osasuna at home. You guys yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, yeah. That last bit, I agreed with most of it, except that sort of last bit about versing Osasuna at home, because that's sort of like, that's the only thing about the leagues is you don't really know what's, where we're like, if you're versing, you don't really know what's going to happen. There can be heaps of like, upsets, and I know there can be upsets in the Champions League, but that's sort of like the country's like bragging rights within the fans of the country. Yeah, yeah I, with I, the I agree with that. With, with the Champions League, I think it's, it's, I think it is harder to win. I, I agree with you on that because, firstly, they're playing. It's not just knockout games. It's not just you win, you go through, you lose, you're out. Okay, they have the group stages and then they have two legs and everything like that. And they're playing midweek, so it's not like mm. they get a whole week's rest. It's in, but they play on the weekend and then they have to play in the middle of the week, which makes players. Does that not make the, the, huh? Does that not make domestic leagues harder though? Does that not make domestic leagues harder? I suppose you guess what you're fighting for. But Jack, Jack with, that, with that opinion there, look, it depends on what league we're talking about. If you look at football, right, if you go to your Juventus, your Real Madrid, your Barca's, your Bayern Munich and your PSG's and you say, all right, Champions League is hard to win then your um, domestic league, I'll say, yeah, 100% with that because you look at your Pentons, they haven't won a Champions League battle. Bayern, it's been a while. Andrew and Barca, like, they're always in and around, but even Barcelona have been struggling last few years. Do you know what I mean? PSG never yeah. won a Champions League. But then you look at teams like Premier League. Well, you won the Champions League last year. Yeah, no, it's right. We got really unlucky in a few occasions. But anyway, he's, what, he's got 97 points last year, Jack. That wins your league in any other season. Any other season. And he's won the Champions League. At the end of the day, with the Champions League, like, for me, it's more prestigious than a Premier League. But at the end of the day... You can say it's the luck of the draw. Like you look at Man City last few years, their group stage, like some of the teams that try out. Yeah, and, they and still then you look at it, right? You know, I, I exactly, exactly. When you look at teams that drop down to Europa League, some teams are stronger in Europa League than they are in the cha- than teams in the Champions League. Like Inter Milan and Ajax dropping out, and teams are through this season. You like, and also one more point on this. In Champions League, you can afford to lose a, a couple games and still get through. Like Jack, famous um, you know, in 05, what happened in groups in the group stage there? Yeah, like in that during our season. So you, who? Wait, which team are you talking about? Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh, yeah, 2005. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what happened in the in the in the group I, stage that season? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you can say the same about the league. Yeah. How can how because how many te- like how many seasons the have there been? League? How many seasons have there been where Man United have lost four or five games and have won the league with 80 points? That's why I think the Premier League is harder to win because you just don't know what's going to happen. They won the league with the points and you got 97 points and came second. You tell me how that, how's that, how's that fair? That doesn't happen. Yeah, but look at that Man City team who won, who won um, back-to-back titles, yeah? Exactly my point. Exactly my but point. they can't go far in the Champions League. They can't do shit in the Champions League, man. Because it's, it's over and two legs. that's what they've tried to do. That's what that's what we're trying to say. Yeah, look, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because if you look at it, if the you look at it, like, if if you're not if City are going again at Watford at home and all the teams that they just wipe the floor with at home that they just roll over and say, "Yep, we're here," you know, you know, enjoy, enjoy, day, enjoy your ninety minutes of football. At the end of the day, for me, to, to win a Champions League, you need strong squads that are required every match, or else you'll get punished. And you see, yeah, that's what I mean. That's right. Yeah, but you're playing against right. teams that play no. completely different styles. I know, I know, exactly. I know. So yeah, again, no problem. I'm a, like, for instance, English teams like versing like Spanish teams. They play completely different styles of football. It's much slower. Yeah, it's a bigger test. It's a different test. It's, it's completely different to what they expect every the end, every week. At the end of the day, they're, they're different formats. A Champions League, in my opinion, is more of a sprint, whereas. Domestic league is more more of a marathon, like in the like. Look at no, I agree because you look at Premier League, right? It can, it can be lost in a matter of weeks. Like you look at the Christmas period, for example, you play what three yeah, four games in the space of 12, 13 days. Regardless of how unlikely things are, nothing is possible. Regardless of how unlikely things are, nothing is impossible. You look at you's last year in that semi final. 
You're 3-0 down, you win 4-0. Look at Barcelona versus PSG. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, in the Champions League, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. If you win the your games, in your hands you as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's league. extreme, though. You should, you should, you should Think about it. Liverpool, 25 points clear. What do you mean it's not in their hands? This year it is, but you look at last year when they easily would have won the league in any other year. What? How many games did you lose last year, Jack? One. One. Yeah? How many, how many games did you draw? Seven. Seven. How many points has I dropped? It's like, what, 14, 15, and you don't win the league. How, un, how unlucky is that? Whereas in the Champions League, you can lose two, three, four games. You can lose your away leg, and you can still win at home. You go three. You get a lucky away goal. You get thrown away goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, but damn it. I can see your I can I can see your point there. But you look at our group stage. We had to first the champions of Serbia, champions of, of France, Napoli who were runners up of um runners up of uh Serie A. Then we versed Bayern Munich, champions of the Bundesliga, Porto, the champions of Portugal, Barcelona, the champions of Spain, where we overturned yeah. a three-nil yeah. deficit for those of you who haven't haven't been up to date, and then we beat Tottenham in the final. We, we literally, and Real Madrid the year before in the knockout stage, they beat PSG, they beat um, Juventus, and they beat Bayern Munich. You're competing yourself against the best in the continent. Yeah. And when Chelsea won it, do you think that was an easy run for us? No, it's it's not. It, it, I understand, no, I understand that, you, but that's, that, that's Champions League football there. That's why you're playing those competitions, because you play against the best sides. But at the end of the day... Like you can afford to lose games in Champions League and still win the thing in the Premier League. But you drop a couple think, games here and there, and but I think you can. I think you can make that argument for every other season in the Premier League. Like, look at me. Look at all those games where you know Man United have won the league, having lost five six games, and Chelsea winning the league, having lost five six games. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna have. Uh, I think we'll have to. I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. But for me, it comes down to. For me, what it comes down to is that. For me, what it comes down to is Sir Alex Ferguson won two Champions Leagues in a 27, 25-year career at Man United and 13 yeah. leagues. I think that's – for me, that's what I that's what my main metric is. Look, Josh, I understand yeah. like, what you mean no, it's, it's about, about fan, the Premier League metric. because it's oh, it definitely, oh, for me, the best league in the world. And it's, oh, if anyone like, says so, otherwise, if anyone says otherwise, they are wrong. Yeah, no, it's, it's not so an hard, opinion. It's a fact. So hard to um to win. <laughs> it just feels like being champions of the continent just overrides being champions of the country. Because that's, that's got nothing but, to do with what's harder. I think that's prestigious. No, it's more prestigious about like the competition. I'm with that. And how it how it happens. I think it is harder. Look, do you know what I mean? Like you said, Jack. I'll get, get your point 100%. But I think we're going to have to agree to disagree here. At the end of the day, I would love to see my club win the Champions League. I really would. But in, for Premier League we teams wouldn't. at this point in time, yeah. I, feel like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it's harder to win the Premier League than it is the Champions League. On the basis that yeah, but you're playing course, three to four competitions, you're playing 50 to 60 matches each season. Yeah. yeah. And overall, it comes with the way the, the, the manager goes about it, yeah? You can't af- at the end of the day, you can't afford to play your second or third teams in the Premier League because you'll get, pun- you get punished. And I understand when you play against these big sides, obviously it's going to be a tough match, but that's why you're competing in the Champions League, yeah? Because you want to play for quality side. Overall, over a 38-game okay, period in about, a marathon... Think about this, Josh. Think about this. So, after, after the Invincibles went invincible in 03-04, yeah? They made... Yeah. They made it to the Champions League final. Was it the next year? 06. The year after. They still had a quality team with uh, that base few, of players. We had a few. Yeah. 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 Right. So one of the best... Have a look at these. Have a look at this back four. Have a look at this back four. Have a look at this back four. We went, we went 10 games that conceding a goal with a back line assembled for 5 mil. Flamney, Sanderos, Tukuraya, Campbells and Ebuwe. At the end of the day, it's like, that's they assembled a back four for less than five mil, and we play some unbelievable football. They run. Yeah, yeah but the Champions League is so much easier to win. How come Arsenal has won it? Premier League teams of all time, yeah. You would say you guys are one of the best Premier League teams of all time. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah, but you oh. didn't win the Champions League, and it just showed how hard it was yeah, to win. Look at how many. And you, you, you say about how you look in that period there. Look, look. How what was that? You say you say that you said that about our. What are you saying? 
I said, you've said that about our Liverpool team, even though we're going to win the league. Is it like... About how hard it is to go invincible and yeah. how hard it is to do that. But really, like, I understand that. Yeah. But still, you say that the Invincible is one of the best Premier League teams of all time with the same yeah. base team, the manager, and the same quality players, and they still fail to win the Champions League. I think that that shows how it hard it is. It shows me underachieved. Yeah, I, know, I, I don't get me wrong. Winning the Champions League is so hard. Yeah. Wait, just last quickly, quickly. Yeah, quickly. Because that period I, of this leads, this leads well to our next topic. Five, six years. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's yeah, let's just jump the gun. Okay. So um, yeah, this this leads perfectly to the next topic. We're going to go through some of the comments on our post from um Tuesday night. Um, and I think yeah, what we're t- what we're talking about now um let's... leads perfectly into the the debate. Um, I'm going to give him a shout. I'm going to reluctantly give him a shout out, Jordan. <laughs> thank you for your thank you for your comment. Um. And he's he's commented about can What's can Wenger be anyway, can Wenger be considered um, as one of the all-time great managers in modern football? Um, I'm just going to straight up say no. He underachieved twenty years, three league titles, some FA Cups, very good. But you know, I, I think you, in a, in that in that time period, he he should have won more. Don't wait with this topic. I know we can go on for a long while. But just let's try keep it. Let me keep this straight with anger, right? I believe he did underachieve on the basis that he didn't didn't win a European trophy. But you look at his, look at his near misses. I've just written down a few, yeah. In '99, we lost yeah, the league you're to not, you're not point. paid to have I'm, near misses. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Look at all I'm the listening. near misses we were. All right, so we not in '99 we lost the league to United by point. And then the FA Cup film, that gig's goal. I think everyone knows about that one gig's goal. Anyway, in 2000, Harry. we lost the UEFA Cup final penalties. Very chest. Oh, we won. We lost the FA Cup final after an Owen brace in the last seven minutes. 2002, 2003, we choked the league title after being eight points clear. In 04, that team could have easily won a treble. 2006, the Champions League final, which I want to speak about. In 2007, 2008, we were, what? I think we were five points clear with like 12 games to go. And Eduardo... Gets injured, that just turns around our season. The Birmingham final in the League Cup. Like at the end of the day, really? he did underachieve, but like I would kill. Yeah, but Josh, that was kill to go as close as we did. And what Wenger did to you uh, to English football with his different philosophies when he joined in '96, where he changed everyone's diet. What he did with Nicholas and Nelka, buying it for like 500k, selling it for like 20 on mil, and changing our training facilities. Wait, can I just add something to that? Yeah, go I reckon Wenger stayed longer because he won because he became invincible. If he didn't become invincible, he would have got sacked. About that's got nothing to do with anything, man. (laughs) But I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that 20 year period that wouldn't have been that long. What? No. Yes, I agree with Tupac. Alex. Because that 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 gave him his big legacy, okay? Going in, Dummy, Dummy, you still talk about the Invincibles now, brother? Exactly. I get that. As one which of the greatest makes, teams, in no, no, Premier which League, makes, and we have a right to hold that. No, no, which makes done, Wenger, no which makes Wenger one day, of the best Premier League managers, okay? Yes, but in all the world of football, okay, of all time, I don't think he's considered up there. Oh my god. Okay, let me get, let me hit you with this. I'm going to make it quick, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm other, I agree with comments. you about the Premier League, man, but I don't agree with all time. Listen, this state-of-the-art stadium he built, yeah? He, talk, he got told by the bank he needs to sign up. What about the stadium he built? He got rid of half scars. He got rid of half scars. Players for fucking nothing, yeah, for nothing. At the end yeah, of the day, what Premier Vendor League managers have done that? Football. How many Premier League managers have done that, bro? How Pochettino many did it. All of football. You tell me, Pochettino's so autonomous, is he? They didn't do it. He's yeah, they did. He's fixing the stadium right now. They did it. He's fixing the stadium. You talk about him signing players for cheap. How many Premier League players are, uh, managers have done that, man? Heaps. Shit. No, look, at, look at Andy Robertson. Is, but, there's so many. It's, there's a, there's it's, so it's, many. It's, 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 I understand that. And look. Huh? Josh, you've got 30 seconds to wrap this up. 
At the end of the day, oh, the, 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 the financial issues we had, Ian Wright's book, in Ian Wright's book, he said virgin bankruptcy and Benga lost to James League every season right, for 20 odd years in a row. Think that happens at, at Team Strong would do that. Before 2014, Benga would have had a would have had a stand named after him. But in my opinion, the decline of that from then on, even though won a few cups here and there, one of the best one of the greatest ever Premier League of seconds. all time. That's not even at the base. Because, because of the right that, because of the Invincibles. That's oh my. Oh, I think oh, I think honestly oh, without the bay, we could be here till Christmas and we could almost do a whole episode on that one. Moving on. Anyway, um, yeah. I'll just go through I'll just go through some quick fire ones. Um shout out to our boy Young Samuel. He's commented um Neuer or Tostegen to be in goals for for Germany. Obviously none of us are German, but I think I think uh Tostegen is the the saves that bloke pulls off. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Playing with no one in front of him because they're always on the front foot and they're always in the opposition's half. Yeah, I personally think he's probably a better goalkeeper at this stage in his career than Neuer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Currently, yes. Yeah. Are we? Are we? Are we all in agreement on that? Of all time, I would say Neuer, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm with Kuzi. Oh yeah. Okay. And Next. also, um, quickly, um, Anthony Benetti, shout out to you, brother. Um, he's commented about Neymar, saying that he sold his huge potential going to France. Um, should have stayed in Spain or moved to the to the Premier League, um, or alternatively, should he, should he still stay at PSG and win the Champions League? For me, I think I can see the logic in him moving away because not, you're never you're never you're never getting out you're never getting out of Messi's shadow. But I don't know why he's gone to yeah. PSG. Yeah, no, I thought I thought he nah, I thought he should have stayed. That's that's what. A player yeah, like that, Neymar, if he wants to leave, he needs to leave on a free. Because that transfer yeah. fee killed football. It killed football. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, I, thought, I thought he should have stayed, and Barcelona would have been dominating for a few more years. Yeah, once I agree. Left, they sort of fell off a bit from Champions. Yeah, and they want, they want him back. They want him back as that's well. What's hardest? At the end of the day. But they, re- they replaced him with Dembele, and he's shown signs, but he's, he just gets he keeps getting injured, and of course, Coutinho. Yeah, he, he's been injured a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just had he just had hamstring surgery. For me personally. If, if, yeah, yeah, that's right. If if Neymar stayed at Barca, they probably win another couple of Champions Leagues. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, that's a fair. Talking I think that's a fair call. Um, moving it's on, fair. moving on. Um, let's see who else we got here. Um, well, I'm I'm conscious of the time, so we're gonna have to wrap it up soon. We'll come to the last one. It's it's not football related, but I think it's quite relevant to to our country. <laughs> Jackson Pinchbeck, shout out to you, brother. Is Steve Smith a disgrace to Australia because he's should have been banned for life? I don't even want to get into this. He's a very passionate about this. Okay, this is this is P banter. This is P banter. Three of us are in the PE class. This is from the bottom of my heart, bro. He's a chi and he should have been banned. First of all, he didn't do it. Second of all, wasn't even his idea. But third of all, let's talk about the real sport here. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you, boys. Um, it was a fa- another, in my opinion, good episode. Trivia. Um, we got trivia. Oh, of course, I'm sorry. I'm, but the trivia has completely slipped my mind. Koozie, take it away. He's not running it tonight. Right. He's not yeah. running it tonight. He just, yeah, exactly. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe the t- trivia's person's got to get it going. All right. So, Jack, can you give me your team? Okay. Is that position. Position. Oh, oh, positions. Or just go name your team. I've got, yeah. I think I've got ten. I've got ten players. Allison okay. in goals. Yep. Trent at right back. Yep. Laporte and Van Dijk centre backs. Just yeah, say say your whole team. Yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, Robbo at left back. Mm-hmm. Fernandinho and Pogba in midfield. Yeah. Mane, Aguero, and Sterling. Okay, and that's all you've got in. That's all I've got. I've got ten players. Okay, Josh, tell me yours. Owen, uh, Edison, Goals, Trent, Laporte, Van Dijk, Robo, Pogba, uh, Bernardo Silva, um, Fernandinho, and then I went Mane, Sterling, Aguero. Okay, and Popper? Same back five. I went with Fernandinho, KDB, Pogba, uh, Salah, that's Edison Sterling. Edison, Goals? Edison, yeah. and Goals? No, yep. Allison. Okay, well, that part, Josh said, okay. 
Um, I mean, with Jack, um, Allison and Goals. I've got KDB, Pogba, Salah, Sterling, and Aguero. Okay. Who was the other midfielder? I'm um, uh, Fernandinho. Okay. All right, well, Jack, you got nine plays correct. Okay. Nine. I'm, I'm thinking, I think you're fourth wrong. Huh? No, well, you missed the midfielder as well. Yeah. You only gave me 10 plays. Okay, Dama, you got um, 10 plays correct. Okay. Okay. Reckon I've got Edison. Reckon I've got Edison. All right. Alexander. Alexander Popovich, you got. Bloody boring. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say. You got nine plays correct, okay? So, Josh, you take it out, okay? Well done, Joshy. Now, the team was. Edison, Trent, Laporte, Virgil, Robbo, Fernandinho, Pogba, KDB. Jack, you missed them. KDB. And KDB? Up, yeah. And then up front was Sterling, Aguero, and Sadio um, Mane. I, th- I swear De Bruyne was injured the whole season. Last season. Yeah, well, I was set on... In the, in are you sure it wasn't Bernardo Silva? Are you sure it wasn't Bernardo Silva? The 18-19 sure season. Last season, yeah. Was, yeah, the Premier League... Um, what's it called? PFA. Yeah, PFA. PFA team this, team this season. That was the team of the season. Oh, well, fair enough then. Good trivia, Cruz. Thanks, mate. I'll write that. I'll write it. I'll write it. Um, we'll, we'll be back. Don't worry. We'll be back next week with Tuesday trivia. Well, yes, for thank, sure. Thank you for joining us again, um, boys. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a very feisty night. <laughs> feisty <laughs> debate. Um, very good. Of course, uh, yeah, this will be re- this will be available on SoundCloud uh, very soon. Also, um, we're available on YouTube. You can see the the video footage. Um, that's at the Middle Diamond Podcast. We're also available on Instagram at the Middle Diamond Podcast. Um, yeah, stay tuned for Tuesday night trivia on our Instagram story on Tuesday night. Um, see you and, next week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks, Thank you, Papa, and um, yeah. Thank you, everyone. See you, boys. Bye. Bye. See you.